Amen. Um, God's will to heal. We're going to talk about God's will to heal today. Amen. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Father, we come boldly before your throne of grace to obtain mercy and to find grace in the time of need. We thank you for your unfailing love, your love that cannot be denied. Father, you loved us with everlasting love. I thank you, Lord. I stand before your people, uh, secure in that love, that love that doesn't change. Though our society is constantly changing, though we are changing, your love remains the same. It's the only constant, predictable thing in this world. And Father, we can rely on that love. We know that love. We believe in that love. We receive that love. And Father, I thank you as we talk about this covenant of healing that you provided for your people. May we rise up and take our covenant rights and, re and walk in this divine health that you have provided for. As we look at some accounts of Jesus and dealing with sickness and disease and, and his, his will and his desire to want to make man whole. May we not, st may we not stop at being saved. But may we continue to walk in everything that you have provided for us in Christ. May we walk in the fullness of the gospel. Father, may we not walk in part of it. May we walk in all of it. And I thank you that it is provided for us. And Lord, we receive it now. And Father, I pray for your people that you will grant unto them the spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of you, that the eyes of their understanding will be enlightened, that they may know what is the hope of your calling. What are the riches of the glory of your inheritance in the saints? What is the exceeding greatness of your power towards them that believe? Grant unto me your son and your slave supernatural divine utterance that I may boldly make known the mystery of the gospel. I thank you, Father, for signs and wonder, wonders following the preached word of the, of the Lord. Father, I thank you that we welcome your presence and we say, have your way, O God. Be Lord, be lifted up, be exalted, be God among your people. Do what only you can do. I pray that you'll minister love and grace. May grace deposits be, be placed in people's spirits. That years to, years to come, that they'll look back and say, I remember where the turning point was, where I understood this covenant right, where I received the understanding of the word of God that the enemy cannot steal. And Father, I thank you that the enemy is under our feet. He's bound. And Father, we remind him that he has no place in here. In Jesus' name, we give your name glory and honor. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Glory to God. If you, have, if you need a Bible, raise your hand. If anybody need a Bible, we have some Bibles here. I'm going to be um, reading out of the ESV version, English Standard Version. We're going to talk about God's will to heal. How many know that healing is our covenant right? Amen. Healing belongs to us just as much as being saved just as much as um, protection and soundness of mind. If you need a Bible, you could just raise your hand. Someone to give you a Bible, and you can actually keep the Bible, take it home with you, or pass it on, or sow it twice, sow it to somebody else. Um, so today we're going to talk about God's will to heal. If, if you have your Bibles, go, go with me to Romans chapter 12. Romans chapter 12. Romans chapter 12. God's will, everybody say God's will, to heal. God's will to heal. Now, healing, again, is our covenant right. It is it's what God has given us, just as much as being born again, what it means to be born again. How many born again believers we have here? Yeah. Come on, let me hear the born again believers. Amen. Amen. So just, just as God has provided our salvation as it relates to sin, he's also provided healing for our physical body. Um, please don't make the mistake of separating healing from salvation. I was talking to a friend of mine. He's a missionary to Brazil. Um, he goes, I guess, every quarter. And um, we, we, we hopefully have him here this summer to come and minister. But he, we were talking about the gospel, and, and he was saying that how he shares the gospel everywhere he goes. And I said, well, the problem is that some churches and some believers only share part of the gospel. And that's just a part of the forgiveness of our sins. But how many know that we not, we're not to stop there? How many know that there's more of God? There's more that he's provided for us. Um, so don't make the mistake of separating healing from salvation. Salvation includes being saved. 
It includes um, divine protection. How many know divine protection belongs to us? Amen. We need to plead the blood of Jesus over our homes and over our animals and over our, um, our children and our spouses and our things and even our finances. Um, um, divine protection belongs to us. You can look at Psalm 91 and meditate on that. If you ever have fear, just go to Psalm 91. Know that God has commanded his angels charge over you. And even today, there's angels around this building. They were here before you got here and you brought your angel. With, with you. And so if we could open our eyes and we can see into the supernatural, we would see angels around here. Um, there's also soundness of mind. How many know that God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and love and a sound, and, and a sound mind? You don't have to go crazy. No matter what, what it looks like, no matter what they're saying when you get 80 and 90, I was just talking to an 80 year old man, his mind is sharper than mine. <laughs> And so, you know, you don't have to go crazy. You have the mind of Christ. Amen. Be, just don't, don't look, you know, the older I get, I forget. No, you're not supposed to forget stuff. Um, the older you get, it, it makes it, it, should, it seems like it should be, you should be sharper, right? Because you, you, you're a little wiser. You got a little gray or no hair at all. Um, peace. Salvation includes peace. How many know we need peace? Um, don't let anybody disturb your peace. Um, nothing missing and nothing broken. You should have peace in your mind, peace in your heart, and peace in your home. And when you go to your job tomorrow or today, bring peace with you. Amen. And then also, one of my favorites is prosperity. God has provided some prosperity for us. We don't have to be broke no more. Come on, let me hear you. Jesus took care of the poverty problem. He became poor that we may become rich. You know, some, some, some parts of the body of Christ don't believe that. You know, they, they believe that they should stay poor. And how many know that God has made provision? He said he'll meet your needs, that all your needs are met in Christ Jesus, uh, according to his riches and glory. And so you don't have to be poor no more. What's good news to the poor man? He don't have to be poor no more. What's good news to the sick person? They don't have to be sick no more. Amen. The church has made a terrible error as it relates to our salvation by limiting our salvation by only being rescued from the wrath of God. But our salvation is so much more. Hebrews chapter one says, don't neglect so great of salvation. There's a great salvation that we have. And the Lord has been dealing with me about teaching about healing over the, over the past year and a half, um, partly because I got sick. I got really sick last year, went to the ER twice. And I, I made a commitment that, Lord, keep me from the ER. <laughs> uh, but when I went to the ER, I actually packed my backpack with, um, <laughs> with books. <laughs> I said, if I'm going to be here, I'm going to read. I'm going to feed my faith. I had my MP3 player, and I, have, I had some books and Bibles and notebooks. I said, I'm going to be in here while I wait eight hours in this ER. I'm going to feed my faith on Christ the healer. Amen. Amen. So by the time they get to me, my faith is up, no matter what they tell me. Uh, and so I, I was sick last year, and, and, and I had been dealing with this cough that, that's been around, I, I'll say probably, let's be safe, seven years. I mean, a, a cough for seven years is a long time. I didn't know what it was, just coughing and coughing, and it got to a place where I couldn't breathe. Um, and just like, oh, God, my oxygen level was in the 80s. How many know you need to be in the hundreds? <laughs> I had lost 35 pounds. And so I was like, is, is it really the weight? Of course, my wife's like, it's the weight. You got to lose weight. I said, no, it's not the weight because I just lost 35 pounds. When I was 35 pounds heavier, I wasn't dealing with this breathing issue. And so, <laughs> and so she was like, no, it's the weight. It's the weight. It's the weight. I said, no, it's not. It's not. <laughs> um, and, and so... Uh, I just just begin to meditate on Christ the healer. And I don't know. It's like, you don't, you know, you know, God is a healer, but it's just like when you need it, that becomes a reality. You're like, wait a minute. At one point in December 2015, I thought I was dying. So I began to write out my will <laughs> and make my suggestions for the church and, and say, this is who I think should be the pastor. And, 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 I, and I thought I was dying. <laughs> yeah, I did. But it wasn't. It was just um, sinus, a sinus infection. 
<laughs> it was a sinus infection that was causing me not to be able to breathe. And, and they were trying to say I had asthma. I said, wait a minute, I didn't have asthma when I was a kid. You know, maybe it's the allergies. Or, you know, maybe it's bronchitis. So I had all this stuff going on. And I was like, God, I, you know. And so I was like, Lord, just take me. <laughs> you know, I, that's how I felt. And, and this was December 2015. And I began to examine my life. And I said, wait a minute. Where am I missing God? Where do I have sin in my life? My wife's like, Do you have sin in your life? You, you need to confess something. You got extra kids or something going on. I mean, she went down the list, and I'm like, Oh God, well, you know, I don't know. You know, wait a minute. This is because usually, you know, I get sick, and a couple of days I get healed just like that, and it was nothing for receiving from God. But she's like, Wait a minute, this is hanging on around you too long. Something's not right, and I knew that I wasn't completely walking in the world of God. We'll talk about that another year. You'll see that in my book in the days of can. But, <laughs> but I, had to, <laughs> I, got that, I finally got that right <laughs> after three years of dealing with God, dealing with me about something. All right, so anyway, uh, we'll come back to that story. So, so God began to deal with me about healing and, and, and the provision of healing. Um, healing is our covenant right. Everybody say, healing is my covenant right. Healing is your inheritance, is our inheritance. The Lord Jesus Christ died not only for our sins, but to heal our bodies, to provide healing for our bodies. If we are not walking in divine health, there is a difference between divine healing and divine health. Divine health is living in a level where you don't have to deal with the sickness anymore. Um, Jesus has provided for us to walk in divine health. And it's really our fault. Did you hear me? Um, if we're not walking in prosperity, it is our fault. Man, that was a hard pill to swallow. I've been bathing myself, baptizing myself in healing and prosperity. <laughs> I say, well, my Calvinist friends going to call me a wealth and, and health gospel, but it's okay. I said, because what we're supposed to teach, a, a poor and sick gospel? Uh, and, I, and so I just kind of like, hmm. I need to go back to the basics. Um, there was a time in Courtney and I, our life, when we first got married. Well, one of, one of the deal breakers for me was that if she didn't believe in healing, I wasn't going to marry her. That's how strong it was in my life at one time. And I said, you know, her thing was, if you're not tithing, I'm not going to marry you. And, and she, so she had me send her, when we were dating, had, her, had me send her my tithing records for the last two or three years. <laughs> She did, honestly. I still got the email. <laughs> I, need to, I need to be with a man who believes in tithing. This is, not, this is a deal breaker. Yes, ma'am. So I sent it up, sent it to her. And so I needed, to, I needed her to believe that God was a healer. I said, if I'm ever sick, I don't need you to pray, Lord, if it be your will, take him out. <laughs> I didn't need, him to, need her do that, to do that. And so... Um, I, I got back to a place where I start baptizing my mind in, in, in the covenant of healing and the covenant of, of prosperity. Um, it, it's, it's something that God has provided for us that we're not taking advantage of. God has done all that he's going to do as it relates to our salvation. It is our part to receive what he has done and walk in it. I, um, I don't know about you, but I want to walk in everything that Jesus died to give me. Yeah. Every single thing. I'm supposed to have peace. I'm supposed to have a, 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 a marriage that represents Christ in the church. I'm supposed to have children that are fearfully um, walking in the fear of the Lord. But the first step in walking in our salvation is to have a renewed mind. So I had you go to Romans chapter 12. Let's go 12. Romans chapter 12, verse 1. And we're talking about God's will to heal. Everybody say God's will to heal. I was going to preach a wonderful other message. I had these other things in mind, and, and God was dealing with me about sharing this with you today. Just God's will to heal. So the last two or three weeks, we've been meditating on, over this reality. Romans chapter 12, verse 1 says, I appeal to you, therefore, brothers, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worship. Verse 2 says, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind, that you may, by testing, you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. So here we have the scripture that says, do not be conformed to this world, but be renewed 
in the, by the transformation of your mind. You cannot walk in the will of God if your mind is not renewed. Your mind has to be renewed in order to walk in the will of God. So there are ways of thinking that we must get delivered from in order to walk in God's perfect will. Some people want the perfect will of God, but don't want to do anything with the mind. Your mind has to change by the word of God and the, by the spirit of God. This is very important. This is why it's important to read, to study, and to meditate the scriptures. To make the scriptures your priority. Our covenant is written down for us to know and understand and to live in. What is it called? Old covenant and what else? New covenant or New Testament. And so we have covenant. We have a covenant with God. One day I was sick and I was dealing with this situation that the doctors were trying to diagnose me with. And I, I began to say, Lord, I thank you that I'm just as righteous as Jesus is. And I got scared. I said, well, I'm a heretic. Oh, God, I can't believe I said that. I am just as righteous as, I, as Jesus is. Because as he is, so am I in this world. He became sin for me that I may become righteous, the righteousness of God. And I begin to understand that I have a covenant right, a righteous right to walk in divine health. Amen. There was one time that my, I had a sharp pain in my side. And the Bible says to honor your father and your mother. And this is the first commandment with what? Promise that your days on the earth will be well and you should what? Live long on the earth. And so I said, Lord, I've obeyed my parents from the days of my youth. And God, I claim healing in my physical body and immediately the pain left. I think we're not operating in the level of walking out our, our salvation. Salvation is more than just being saved. That's, being saved is wonderful. It is the main thing. But including in this is also our, our deliverance from sickness and disease and demonic oppression and poverty and a lack of peace, ignorance. All of those things we've been delivered from. No longer under the curse, but now we walk in the blessing of Abraham. Christ Jesus will not make you take what he's provided for. But you have to rise up to the occasion and take your place. Healing belongs to you just as much as being saved belongs to you. Healing is yours. Say, healing belongs to me. Healing, belongs to me. healing, is, mine. healing is mine. I read this the other day by Kenneth E. Hagin. Um, he said, the New Testament knows no Christ without Christ the healer. Physical healing is part of the gospel. If there's no gospel of healing today, then neither is there a gospel of salvation. I said, don't go on, that, don't go on Kenneth E. Hagin. He just messed me up for the rest of my life. I mean, I was thinking along these lines, but when he put that, I said, wait a minute. And, and when I was sick and dealing with this, I began to read from Genesis, I mean, from uh, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, and I kept seeing the healing ministry of Jesus. And I said, why is he constantly dealing? And then, you know, some of the scholars and, uh, you know, say, well, that is just the spiritual application. No, these are real people with real issues, and the power of God took care of their physical issues. And, and, and so I was like, wait a minute. And so as I was talking to my missionary friend, um, he, he began to say, you know, yeah, I just go preach the gospel to everywhere I go. I said, well, are you preaching the full gospel, the whole gospel, not just the gospel of getting repenting from sins? But what about, what about the gospel to heal your physical body? Jesus came and brought healing to us. The Bible says in Psalm 107, he says he sent his word and healed them. So Jesus came with healing. The Bible says in Malachi chapter 3, the son of righteousness shall rise with healing in its wings. And so there's healing in the gospel. So I want to encourage you, get your mind renewed. Some people believe if, if, a, if a person doesn't receive healing, it was God's perfect will. I'm here to say, to say to you by the authority of the word of God that healing is God's will. For all of his creation, especially his children. It's amazing how many people will say, well, is, God is trying to teach me something. Um, is God's will for me to be with this cancer? Then don't go to the doctor and try to get healed. Because you're trying to get out of his will. Right? 
<laughs> I mean, uh, if, if sickness is part of God's will, um, I, I, I think that we, we are trying to come against that will by going to the doctor or taking medicine. Now, I am for doctors. Doctors are God-given. They spend about 10 years studying just to understand the human body. How many know that, that that's a blessing? Amen. Thank God for doctors. Let's worship God for doctors. Come on. Hallelujah. We thank you for doctors, Lord. Oh, we thank you for blessing them with a mind and and an attitude to to minister physical healing for our bodies. Thank you for medicine. How many know the medicine is a blessing? It will relieve you from that pain while you believe in God. Oh, glory to God. I'm telling you, my, my um, airways were closing up. They gave me some steroids, and I was praising God for the steroids because it was opening up those ways. And I said, Lord, I thank you. And we were singing that song, um, the, the lungs, the breath you put in these, the, you know, what's, what's that song? The, the, air, the air breathe? Huh? The breath in our lungs. I said, Lord, I don't have no breath. <laughs> I can't even sing this song. God. <laughs> and I'm telling you, that steroids start opening up those, those way, the early, or what was it called, pipes or something like that. <laughs> start opening up. And I was like, thank you, Lord. I, I can breathe. I can breathe again. I can breathe. And, and there's this blessing to breathe, to be able to breathe. Amen. Doctors and medicine. Of God. <laughs> I don't care what the devil says. <laughs> um, and you also you do natural remedy. Amen. I've been taking for the last um, week and a half um, apple cider vinegar. And I'm like, man, where you been all my life? <laughs> I mean, just green. There, there was a um, co-worker friend of mine. She, she had diabetes really, really bad. And she, she said, I begin to take green tea, drink green tea every day. And I'm totally delivered from diabetes. I said, oh, why? I wonder if, if, if the medical field will receive that. Maybe not. It's, there's a lack of money. I mean, I can't get rich off of these people. And give you medicine that affects your kidneys, and then you got to be on dialysis. I'm like, wait a minute. This is the devil. <laughs> just, that, that, just that cycle. So by the authority of God's word, healing is God's will for all of his creation, especially his children. Doctors are gifts from God. Until your mind is renewed as it relates to healing as God's will, you'll never walk in total divine health. God wants you to be healed more than you want to be healed. Healing is part of our salvation. And until you see this in the word and believe it for yourself, you'll never walk in it. If we aren't healed, it's because we're not receiving it. I know this is a hard saying, I know, but I know it's to be true. I've been sick, and I've had loved ones die of sickness. I've prayed for a, a lady, I'll never forget this, and she, um, she had cancer. I prayed for her, and she died instantly. I mean, not instantly, but she died like a day later. And I'm like, wow, there's my healing ministry. <laughs> and then I prayed for a person who was on dialysis, and commanded their kidneys to line up. Two days later, the kidneys kicked in. I said, oh, my. Then one time I prayed for a, a guy who was deaf in one ear, and I, he, he got shot behind his ear, and I commanded his ear to be open, and God opened his ear. He's like, this Jesus stuff is real. I said, man, I need to lay hands on myself. <laughs> I'm telling you, healing belongs to us. Um, I've come to the place where I hate sickness just as much as I hate sin. Because sickness is the offspring of sin. There is no sin in being sick, but it is a sin to blame God for your sickness. Let me say that again. There is no sin. I'm not telling you that if you're sick, you're sinning. What I'm saying is it is a sin to say, God, you did this. You're teaching me something. Uh, The Bible says in James 1, every good and perfect gift comes from the Father above. And so sickness, there's no sickness in heaven. Sickness is the result of the fall of Adam. Jesus took care of the sin problem. He also took care of the sickness problem. What's good news to the sick person? They don't have to be sick anymore. What's good news to the poor man? He don't have to be poor no more. Amen. I'm going to give you some reasons. Now, there are a merit of reasons why people do not receive healing. All right. But there, I'm going to give you some of the reasons. I don't know all of the reasons why. I've been praying for the sick every, as long as I can remember. I, I started out praying for my mom and grandmom's perfume bottles. 
and, um, and, and they, they received salvation and got healed and, and got filled. I mean, they would spray, you know, and, and I would knock them down, and they would get, I mean, this is a true story. Um, but I'm going to give you some reasons why people don't receive healing. The first one, I, my little short amount of time in ministry, um, next month I'm celebrating 23 years of ministry. Wow. Glory to God. For unforgiveness is the number one reason, one of the number one reasons people don't receive healing. We are quick to hold on grudges. Mark chapter 11, verse 25, it says, if you don't forgive, your heavenly Father won't forgive you. So when I'm sick and I'm dealing with stuff, I go down the list and begin to call out people who offended me. My boss and my co-workers, <laughs> I begin to go down. That, that co-worker that threw me under the bus last week, I call his name out. And I do. <laughs> um, I remember one time um, there was a, a man, a, a minister to, at somebody's church, and he was like, I'm going to bless you with honorary. Not that you do this for that, but they never sent that to me. And I was like, I can't believe. I flew all the way down to this certain city, and he didn't pay me. And the Lord says, you're in for unforgiveness. So begin to, so I, I called his name out. And then next two days, the check came in the mail. <laughs> I was like, man, that's something to unforgiveness. When we believe in God for our house, um, a prophet said to me, you and your wife get together and forgive everybody, and you'll get the house. And so I said, well, honey, it's not me. <laughs> Is it you? And she's like, I don't know. So we began to call out people's names <laughs> that offended us. <laughs> and do you know we got the house? I was like, oh, there's something to it. Unforgiveness will stop your blessing will stop you from flowing, receiving from God, even among um, your spouse. I mean, I forgive my wife all the time. <laughs> 70 times 70, I forgive her. I forgive her. Lord, I forgive her. And then she forgives me all the time. We just walk in forgiveness. I forgive you. I forgive my son. I mean, it's, I, he's only been alive five years. I've forgiven that boy more than he's been alive. I forgive you. I forgive you. I, I call out Destin in the name of Jesus. I release him now. My dogs pooped in the house yesterday. I, I released them. I released Bella and Bambi now. Go in, in the name of Jesus, I have no forgiveness, Lord. <laughs> That's a true story. I mean, I forgive everybody. I was just like, Lord, I, I release all those people who owe me and they never paid me back. I released them. I released them, Lord. I, those people talked about me. I released. And you have to be like that. In order to have a consistent fellowship with the Father, you got to forgive. I'm telling you, I can't even pray and study the scriptures if I have unforgiveness with my wife. And Lord, like, to deal with that. Lord, I went, no, 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 no. Nothing. Heaven will shut down, and I won't be able to receive. I'm telling you, for, walk in forgiveness. Forgive everyone. Number two, this is the second reason why people don't receive healing, you know, among many. A lack of knowledge. A lack of knowledge. They don't believe that it's God's will for them to be healed. They don't believe. They believe that God can and that God does at times, but they don't believe that it's his will for them to be healed. So you have to believe that it's God's will for you to be healed. Um, number three is traditions of men. The traditions of men. Sometimes people don't, for, don't receive healing. It's because they believe that God does it if he wants to. And because of the traditions that's passed on from men of old who, who are dead in their grave, they have received these traditions. And this is a big one. This next one is because they don't, the next one is not having the right motive. That's a big one. Um, why do you want to be healed? Uh, I want to be healed so I can sit down in front of the television and spend the next three or four hours looking at per day. How I many know that God... It's not about blessing you to stay in your sin or stay in a place where you're not doing anything for him. So when I was dealing with sickness and I said, God, I can't do what I need to do as a, as a husband, as a father, as a pastor, as a witness for the Lord. If I'm always coughing up this, this mucus and, and, hey, Jesus loves you, <coughs> Jesus, you know, Lord, Lord, my motives, I want to do this for you, for your will. And that your motive's got to be right. Because the Bible says you have not because you ask not. And when you do ask, you ask to spend it upon your lust. And so I check my motives. Why do I want to be healed? Why do I want to be prosperous? Why do I want this peace? Um, the, next one, the next one is 
The reason why some people don't receive healing is because they stuck on God can, but they're lacking the faith and the willingness of God. No one ever got healed on God can. The world says God can heal, but very few will say God will. I remember a former pastor, he, um, he was in India. He was preaching Jesus and him crucified and resurrected. And he says they threw a little boy up who, for some reason, who couldn't grow teeth. And the little boy was about eight or nine. And he says, if God doesn't fill his mouth with teeth, he's not alive. How many would actually do that? And so he laid his hands on him, on the little boy. He said, in the name of Jesus. He moved his hand, and the boy's mouth was filled with teeth. Power of God. Um, same, same pastor, there was a 12-year-old boy who died. He laid hands on him, commanded life to come back, and life came back. I'm telling you, no one gets healed off of God can. Uh, he's able. Like we say he's able, right? He's able. And we say it in a way that is full of doubt and unbelief. He's able, but we know he ain't going to come through this time. You got to know that it, God will come through. He, you know, you got to have a confidence that he will heal me now, that healing is provided for. So don't get stuck on God can. Develop your faith in the willingness of God. And I got two more. Next one is unrepentant sin. Jesus told one lady, he, she said, go and sin no more. Be healed. <laughs> uh, uh, the reason why some people are not healed is because they got sin in their life. There's something that they, not everybody, don't get, leave here and say, well, if you're sick, you got sin in your life. No, it may be that you may have sin in your life. That's why my wife was like, are you you're not doing something that God is, is telling you to do? Are you doing something that God told you not to do? And the last one I'm going to submit to you this morning is not doing the complete will of God. God is dealing with some of you all about doing something. And the reason why you have not received your healing is because you're not doing it. It's amazing. People want God to speak to them, but God is always speaking. Even now, he's speaking to some of you all. He's dealing with you about something in your life to step up in an area, to, to trust him in an area, to start a business, go back to school, to forgive somebody, to pay off somebody's debt, uh, whatever the case may be. Uh, He's dealing with you to go witnessing and knocking on doors. And what we do is, uh, yes, the Lord's been dealing with me about it, and we don't move on it. For years and years and years and years, how many things we have in the closet that the Lord told us to do? Write that book. Start your business. Start your ministry. Do whatever the case may be, and we need to step out on it. And the reason why some people don't receive healing is because they're not doing the will of God. That's good stuff. All right, real quick. I'm not going to keep you all all day. Um, God hates sickness just as much as he hates sin. I, I was like, wow, is that right? <laughs> Let me make sure. That's, is that scriptural? I want to submit to you it is, and I'll show you in a minute. Sickness causes suffering. Therefore, God doesn't want his children to suffer from sickness. God doesn't want you to suffer from sickness no matter what kind of sickness it is. So I'm going to show you this, a couple of scriptures, and then we'll get into our text. This is just my intro. <laughs> um, the same power that forgives sins also heals bodies. Don't deny the power of God. Go with me to Psalm 103. Psalm 103. I'm telling you, I haven't, I think I, in, in my lifetime, I've preached maybe three or four messages about healing. And I was, I was thinking about this the other day, about three weeks ago, well, no, three months ago. I was dreaming about it, and I was like, hmm, there's really not a healing back in the 60s, 70s, well, actually 50s, 60s, and 70s, there was a big healing revival in the church. And you would have, like, Dr. Orr Roberts, who um, had a tent revival. How many have heard of Dr. Orr Roberts? Wonderful man of God. Um, and I, I began to, about a year ago, begin to study and look at some of his old video footage. And he's preaching Christ and, and people are getting healed. And then you have A. Allen. How many have heard of A. Allen? Yeah. 
uh, a powerful man of God. He's, he's you know, he um, raised, you know, raising people out of um, a bed. You know, they, you know they, they brought people on the beds, and he, he would pray. And then you had Catherine Kuhlman. How many heard of Catherine Kuhlman? A powerful woman of God. And so there, there are different, and I was thinking about that. I said, there is really not um, a whole lot of ministries of healing today. And yet, we see healing part of the ministry of Jesus, right? We saw this over and over and over again. He's constantly healing people. He's constantly, he forgave them of their sins, and then he also provided healing for their physical bodies. Where is this, where is the healing power of God? Dr. Lester Summerall has a book called Healing in Every Book of the Bible. And he goes through the, from Genesis to Revelation to show you that God has provided healing for his children. Exodus says this. He says, I'm the Lord that healeth you. I'm, the, I'm your great physician. So Psalm 103 says this. Bless the Lord, O my soul, all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not what? All his benefits. And what's, what are some of his benefits? Who forgives all your and who heals all your Oh my. So he connected forgiveness of sin and also healing for my body. Man, that's good news. Uh, so are you seeing the connection? Go with me to Matthew chapter 9. I just want to show you the same power that forgives sins also heals bodies. Matthew chapter 9. Romans 1 verse 16 says, I am not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation. Remember, salvation has not just been saved from my sins or the wrath of God, but it includes wholeness and healing and protection and prosperity. These are, these are covenant rights. This is part of our salvation. So I told my missionary friends, I said, you got to preach the whole gospel, the full gospel, all of it. Don't just preach just the forgiveness of sins, but also the healing of the body. And I said, some denominations, some circles, all they ever do it's focused on the forgiveness of sins. And they never talk about the healing of the physical body. Matthew chapter 9, verses 1 through 8, I'm not going to read it. It talks about this guy who came to Jesus. Um, he, he was paralyzed. And Jesus um, said this in verse, let's look at verse um, 6. He, he forgave the person for their sins. He says, you know, your sins are forgiven. This is verse 5. For which is easier to say, your sins are forgiven, or to say, rise and walk? But that you may know that the Son of Man has authority on earth to forgive sins. And he, then he said to the paralytic, arise and pick up your bed and go home. And he rose and went home, and the crowd saw it, and they were afraid, and they glorified God who had given such authority to men. So we see here that Jesus forgave sins, but he also Heal the physical body. Let me give you one more scripture. Um, James chapter 5. James chapter 5. Are you being blessed today? Amen. Amen. Are you getting something out of this? My wife says, oh, what if they say no? <laughs> what are you going to do? I don't know. <laughs> um, <laughs> yes, she did say that. Um, James chapter 5, verse 15. It says, in the prayer of Faith will save the one who's sick, and the Lord will raise him up. If he has committed any sins, or committed sins, he will be what? Forgiven. So we see again, it says, therefore confess your sins one to another and pray for one another that you also may be healed. So we see the forgiveness of sin and the healing of the body tied together. Everybody saw that, right? Yeah. I'm not making that up. Um, so there is a parallel between our sins being forgiven and our physical body being healed. I want to submit to you that it's connected, that salvation is more than getting saved. Salvation includes my physical body. The gospel of healing, the same power that forgives our sins, heals our bodies. If you can believe God to forgive you of your sins, you can believe God to heal your physical body. Um, let's take a look at um, a couple of scriptures dealing with this. First John chapter three, first John chapter three. I think I do a disservice by just quoting scriptures. But first John chapter three, verse eight simply says this. It says, um, the re whosoever makes a practice of sinning is of the devil for the devil has been sinning from the beginning. The reason th or this reason, um, the son of God appeared was to destroy the works of the devil. Why, what, what is one of the reasons why Jesus came to the earth? To destroy the works of the devil. Um, go to, with me to Acts chapter 10. Acts chapter 10. We're talking about God's will to heal. Everybody say God's will to heal. God's will to heal. 
You may not need this right now, but one day you will need it. As you get older, as you're dealing with other people, you're going to need to know that God is the healer. He's still in the healing business. What he did yesterday, he's doing today. Acts chapter 10, verse 38. Acts chapter 10, verse 10. Verse 38, it says, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with what? Power. Who went about doing good and healing who? All who were oppressed by who? The devil, for God was with him. Jesus is the deliverer. Satan is the oppressor. So Satan oppresses people with sickness and disease. For a young woman who has children, who dies ahead of time, and, and her, you know, while she's still raising her children, it is not God's will for those children to be raised without their parent or their mother. Are you with me? It is the lie of the enemy to say, well, God is suffering. He saw fit. He needed another angel. God doesn't need another angel. Amen. God doesn't need another angel. That's not why people go home to be with the Lord. And 1 Corinthians chapter 11 says that some people die early because they did not rightly discern the Lord's body. Let's go over there. You don't believe me. 1 Corinthians chapter 11. There are reasons why people do not receive healing and die, or like we would like to say, prematurely. 1 Corinthians chapter 11, let's look at verse 30. Let's start with verse 29, or let's 28, oh, 27. <laughs> Whoever therefore eats the bread or drinks the cup of the Lord in an unworthy manner will be guilty concerning the body and blood of the Lord. Let a person examine himself... Then so and so eat of the bread and drink of the cup for anyone who eats and drinks without discerning the body eats and drinks judgment on himself. This is why many of, of you are what? Weak and sick or ill and some have died. So you can die over the communion table after I gave it to you today. <laughs> <laughs> if you didn't rightly discern the Lord's body. So it's important that you rightly discern the Lord's body. Um, there are people who have died because they didn't rightly discern the Lord's body. And there are people who are sick because they don't rightly discern the Lord's body. Healing belongs to us. We see from the scripture how Jesus is in the healing business. Sickness and disease are oppressions from the devil. So the enemy has brought sickness and disease to humanity through the fall of Adam. And Jesus came to destroy that. Whenever you see the ministry of Jesus, you see him teaching, preaching, and healing. And what we do is we connect healing and deliverance together. He, he heals the physical body. He delivers those who are demon-possessed or demon-oppressed. Jesus is still in the same business today. He still wants to heal your body. He still wants to deliver you from demons. Come on, thank God. Glory to God. I don't have to be demon-possessed, demon-oppressed. Amen. I can be set free. Go, my last scriptures is Matthew 8. The Lord also said scriptures. Matthew 8. We're talking about God's will to heal. Everybody say God's will to heal. It is God's will. Come on. That I'm healed. Amen. 2 Peter chapter 2, verse 24 says, By whose stripes you were healed. This is the living reality. It is our covenant right. We have a right to be healed. Let's look at verse 8. I mean, verse 1 in chapter 8. When he came to down from the mountain, great crowds followed him. And behold, a leper came to him, knelt before him, saying, Lord, if you will, you can make me clean. Jesus stretched out his hand and touched him, saying, I will be clean. And immediately his leprosy was cleansed, and Jesus said to him, See that you say nothing to anyone, but go and show yourself to the priest, and offer the gift that Moses commanded for a proof to them. So we see the scripture says this, this leper came to Jesus asking if it was the will of the Lord. How many ever heard somebody praying, Lord, if it be your will, heal this person? Don't ever pray that again. 2 Peter 2.24 says, By whose stripes you were healed. If you were, you are. And Jesus solved the will problem, God's will, in this situation. He says, I will. This I will is internal. This I will is a permanent that it is the will of God. I think we have faith in the unwillingness more than the willingness of God. 
This solves the problem that it's God's will to heal all the time. If you if you had a place where you want to die, don't let sickness and disease take you out of here. Get healed and then die. I'm serious. Um, I told my wife, I said, we're going to die. I'm going to die at 120. All right. She said, change your eating. (laughs) (laughs) I know you're Mr. Faith, but you got to do some natural. Yes, ma'am. I'm working on it. I'm working on it. Get rid of that bread. Get rid of the sugar. Sugar is deadly, amen? <laughs> it's diabolical. <laughs> yes, ma'am. Can I have it Christmas? Yes, Christmas, but that's it. We, we got to get this in get this in order. Faith without works is dead, right? It's yes, ma'am. All right, so she's on the natural kit, and I'm like, okay, watch your words. Make sure you confess the right stuff. <laughs> so natural and the spiritual come together and make a great force for God. All right, so this, this solves the question if it's God's will. Jesus' willingness to heal still stands today. Faith in his willingness that you, for you to be well today. It doesn't matter if you got a headache or whether you have a um, cancer, God wants you well. I'm telling you, this is the passage that I go to if I'm facing sickness and disease. I go and I meditate on it, and I think about how God wants me healed, how he, killed, he healed this leopard, how he healed the um, centurion um, servant, how he healed um, Peter's mother from the fever. And I meditate on it, and I think about it. I says, wow, you're willing to do it. I never saw anybody come to Jesus in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John ever be denied healing. Everybody who ever came to Jesus for healing received. What's wrong? We come and some of us don't receive. So it's not Jesus, it's us. It's always on the receiving part. There is no condemnation if you haven't received, but I'm here to help you so you can receive. Amen. The gospel of healing. The gospel includes healing for our physical bodies. You see this, it's pervasive in the ministry of Jesus. He went around healing people, constantly healing people. And I said, wait a minute, if Hebrews 13 verse 8 is real, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever, it's available for us today. It's available for healing, for the healing of our physical body. Let's look at verse 5 through 13. It says, when he had entered Capernaum, a centurion came towards Forward to him, appealing to him, said, Lord, my servant is lying paralyzed at home, suffering terribly. And he said to him, I will come and heal him. I love that the fact that here's Jesus' willingness to, to, for this person to be healed. He, he's, he's, he's doing ministry. He's walking around ministering to, physical, to people's spirits and to their bodies. And this guy comes to him. And he says, my servant, not even my daughter, not my dog, but my servant is home paralyzed and he's suffering. Can you, you know, I, I need you to heal. And Jesus says, I will come and heal him. Did you see the willingness of Jesus? Jesus is God's will in action. But the centurion replied, Lord, I'm not worthy. I'm not worthy to have you come under my roof, but only say the word and my servant will be healed. This guy says, all you got to do is just speak the word. Just say the word. I love the fact Psalm 107 verse 20 says, he sent his word and healed them. Man, so Jesus is that word that he sent. So this guy says, just say the word. And then he goes on, he talks about how he's, he hasn't found such faith in all of Israel. And the Bible says that, same, that self same hour, his servant was healed. He took God at his word. He says, just say the word. I'm I'm unworthy for you to come to my house. But if you'll say the word, just like I have soldiers underneath me, and I I tell them to go and they go, all you got to do is say the word. Listen, you don't have to even get a word from God. He's already sent the word. We just got to receive it. No no longer is it, Lord, touch me. Lord, I receive because you already touched me through Christ. You've already made provision. I think a problem is we're waiting for heaven to send the healing, and and the heaven is waiting for us to receive what he's already provided. Healing is already provided for in the works of Jesus. We just have to receive it. Amen. Latter part is verse 14 through 17. He talks about Peter, his wife, 
I mean, mother-in-law, when Jesus entered Peter's house, he saw his mother-in-law lying sick with a fever. He touched her hand and the fever left her and she rose and began to serve him. And then that evening they brought to him many who were oppressed by demons and cast out the spirits with what? A word and healed all who were sick. And this was to fulfill what was spoken by the prophet Isaiah. He took our infirmities, our illnesses, and bore our diseases. In Luke's account, the Bible says that Jesus didn't only touch her, but he rebuked the fever. How many know that we have the power to rebuke the fever? The sickness, the sinus infection, the bronchitis, the diabetes. You have the power to speak to your pancreas to, and command your pancreas to secrete the proper amount of chemicals so that you won't be a diabetic anymore. You have that authority. Everybody got quiet in this Pentecostal church. <laughs> you can speak to the cold. You can speak to the cancer. You can speak to the sickness and disease. We see here that throughout this chapter, we see Jesus healing the leprosy, a paralyzed person, and a fever. So in other words, God got you, whether it's a fever, whether you're paralyzed, or whether you got HIV. He got you. Amen. Anything, nothing too small, nothing too big. God gets glory when we walk in what Jesus died to give us. It is the Father's will for you to be healed, to, to do his will, to do his will. Healing belongs to you. Real quick, I'm going to give you some practical steps how to receive healing, how to receive healing. Here, here are five practical steps. God's will to heal. It is God's, the Father placed on my heart to give this message. I'm like, wait, I don't need to preach about healing. I can preach about all this stuff. But he placed this on the heart, my heart to give this to you. God's will to heal. He wants you to well. He doesn't want you to deal with sinuses or allergies or all these, this stuff that's going around. Um, I heard the prophet say recently that there's going to be an uprise of cancer around. Different diseases coming. How I many know we need the power of God to heal? You can't rely on medical science. You got to trust God. Here are five ways or, or five ways to receive how to receive healing. Number one, and this is where most people are lost. I mean, a little bit that I've dealt with ministering to the sick. This is where most people, they don't do it. They don't execute it. One is to meditate on the promises of God as it relates to healing. Meditate on the covenant of healing. That means that you got to take your Bible out. Look through the scriptures and find healing scriptures and meditate on them. Write them down on an index card. Write them, put them on your bathroom mirror. You, you meditating on it. I have, I have a, a MP3 file, a playlist of nothing but healing scriptures. Just constantly listening to them. Um, for the first four or five years of our marriage, we had this healing CD on, constantly playing, and we never got sick. And we stopped, and then that's when we started encountering sickness. Because our faith was up to a place where every night we would listen to healing scriptures. How many know that the devil will, I mean, the sickness will constantly, is present. It's, it's, it's there. I mean, you know, people say, well, the flu is going around. I think I'm catching something. No, don't catch that. Catch the healing power of God. Amen. You know, resist that. Say, I resist the sickness. I resist what's going around. No, not in this house. I plead the blood of Jesus over my physical body. So meditate on the promises as it relates to healing. You're going to need this. Listen to me. If you, if you don't hear nothing I say, you're going to need this. One day you're going to need this, whether now or in the future, whether for yourself or for your family. You're going to need to know Christ the healer. You need to take this and meditate on it and chew on it and let it become a part of you that you're convinced that it's God's will for you to be healed. You're going to need this. Somewhere along your life, you're going to have to stand for somebody who might be in ICU, and you need to speak the word of God. Amen. There was a young man who, who, who was in a car accident. He was in ICU, couldn't speak, and, and his wife received instructions from a pastor, a minister, encouraging her to speak the word of God only over the body. Over his body. And she began to say, you'll live and not die and declare the works of the Lord. Father God, I want to thank you for providing healing in the atoning work of Jesus. That by Jesus stripes, he's healed. And she said that about 2,000 times a day over a period of three or four months. And to this day, he is a minister of the gospel, fully whole and complete. So you got to meditate on the promises as it relates to healing. 
Number two, repent and forgive everyone. Be quick to repent and forgive everyone. Repent of anything that God puts his hand on and forgive, release, release everyone. I release so-and-so. Somebody do something on the job, I release them. I forgive them. Your best friend, release. Your, your, your loved one, release them. I do not, that doesn't mean you have to trust them, but you don't, you don't hold that on, don't hold that unforgiveness towards them. And number three, pray the prayer of faith according to Mark eleven twenty four. Pray the prayer of faith according to Mark eleven twenty four. And number four, praise and give thanks continually. There are times when I was dealing with that sickness as I would be in the bed thanking God that I'm healed. Father, I want to thank you. I'm healed from the crown of my head to the soles of my feet. I thank you that 1 Peter 2.24 is engrafted in my bloodstream, going to every part of my body. I thank you, Father. I praise you and I worship you. And I thank you that I'm healed. I'm whole. I'm complete. My airways are perfectly open. I thank you, Father. I speak to, how many know that things have to obey you when you speak to them? And I speak to these airways and I command them to open. And in my mind, I envision these airways opening up. I thank you that I'm receiving 100% oxygen from the crown of my head to the soles of my feet. I'm healed. I'm whole. I call this body whole in Jesus' name. I thank you. I live and I die and declare the works of the Lord. I live to be 120. And, and as I get older, I think in my natural forces, when my natural eye, my eyesight will not be dim or my natural forces abated. I thank you, Father that I live long. I thank you. You'll satisfy me with long life and show me your salvation. I see my great kids and my great grandkids. I thank you. I live old and I'll be wealthy and whole and complete and have my mind and still drive. Come on. I'm telling you, that's the way you have to be. I thank you. And when I go and I pray for my son at night and I release the blessing, almost every night I release the blessing on, on his life. And I say, Father, as I lay hands on my son, I release the blessing. I thank you that the blessing of God is upon him. He'll live long. He'll live in health. He'll live in wealth. He'll live in wisdom. He'll serve you. His kids will serve you. His grandkids will serve you. Come on. I'm speaking generations. He said he'll visit generate he'll visit up to a third generation, not with the curses because I'm under in Christ. He'll visit with the blessing. Amen. So you got to praise and give thanks continually. Let that be a constantly full, a heart that is filled with thanksgiving is easy, easy to receive from God. So if you got one peaking that's hurt and you, and you have nine that's working, don't complain about the one that's hurting. Thank God for the ones that are working. You cultivate a lifestyle of thanksgiving and you, 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 you have a receiving heart to receive healing in your physical body. Lord, I thank you. You got one leg. I thank you for the one leg that's working. I thank you. You got one kidney. Lord, I thank you for the one kidney. If you're on dialysis, I thank you that the machines are working. Thankfulness, cultivating that. Lord, I thank you. I praise you. I'm able to breathe a little better today than I did yesterday. I thank you. You still, that right there is a continual flow. Last but not least, hold on to your confession of faith. I will not allow, when I was dealing with that, I would not allow anybody to say anything negative. You know, you know they say I have asthma. No. People are like, how you doing? I'm good. According to 1 Peter 2.24, I'm ill. And even though I wanted to say, oh, I'm not horrible, I'm about to die. <laughs> I'm like, nope, 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 nope. I'm keeping the, I'm maintaining, I'm keeping the switch of faith on. And I'm not saying anything contrary to what I'm believing for. I could be like, oh, God. And sometimes I would be talking to people on the phone. I would mute the phone and cough. <laughs> yeah, so, hey, what's going on? <laughs> yeah, uh-huh, yeah. <laughs> and I'm coughing off this mucus and stuff. And they would know because I'm maintaining my faith. The Bible says hold on to the, your, um, your confession of faith. And that's where people lose the battle. They give up and they fall down and says, oh, man, I guess he's not going to come through. Guess he wants me to learn a lesson. What is it that you want me to learn in this sickness? Uh, I need to be more grateful, okay? Uh, uh, thank you, I'm grateful. And still not healed. Uh, maybe I need humility. Oh, I'm going to be humble more. Okay. Still not healed. You got to believe God. God's willingness, have faith in God's willingness for you to be well. If you're here today and you say, Pastor Dwayne, I need healing in my body. I want you to be bold and brave enough to raise your hand and say, that's me. I need physical healing. Amen. I'm going to pray for you. Join, just, I'm going to just have you stand where you are, stand in your, at your seat, and I'm going to pray. 
and believe God for you. If you need physical healing in your body, Father, I thank you. These are your children. Everybody stretch your hands to someone near you, and you as a believer lay hands on them. And Father, we, we join our faith with our brothers and our sisters, and we speak the word of God right now. From the crown of their heads to the soles of their feet, I thank you that by the stripes of Jesus they are healed. I speak your word right now in Jesus' name. I curse every sickness and every disease, every fever, every um, ache and pain. I command it to go in Jesus' name. Leave the people of God's body alone. Go in Jesus' name. In the name of Jesus, I thank you for the healing power of God flooding this place, going into the physical body and healing everything that is sick in Jesus' name, everything that is a dis-ease. In Jesus' name, I curse this sickness and I curse this disease and I command it to go in Jesus' name. Jesus. So just everybody join, let's join our brothers and our sisters. Let's say this, this confession. Say, Father, Father I, receive I receive healing in my body, in my body. Right, now. right now. By Jesus' stripes, By Jesus stripes I, am I am healed from the crown of my head, the of my head to the soles of my feet. Of my feet. I, am I am healed. Christ has redeemed me. Christ from the curse of sickness. Christ has redeemed me from the curse of disease. I am well. According to the word of God, I am healed. And I thank you, Father. Come on, let's worship God. Father, we thank you. We praise you, Father. We love you, Lord. We worship you, Father. Thank you for your healing power. We thank you for your healing power now. Going into the body, making a, working a healing and a cure. Right now, in the name of Jesus, everything must line up with 1 Peter 2.24, Galatians 3.13, Matthew 8.17 must line up right now. Isaiah 53, I thank you that Jesus bore their sicknesses and carried their pains. I thank you that they're healed and they're whole in Jesus' name. We praise you, Father. We praise you, Father. Thank you, Lord. If you believe that, just worship God as you take your seats. Thank you, Father. We praise you. Maintain, keep the switch of faith. Keep, keep saying that you're healed. Keep saying that you're whole. Keep saying that you're complete. Amen. Amen. You may take your seats. If you're here today, you don't know the Lord Jesus Christ as your Savior, I, I want you to raise your hand and say, I want to be born again. I want to be saved, and I don't know Christ. Is there one here? And you may say, I'm in a backslidden condition, and I want to rededicate or recommit myself to Christ. Is there one here? Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Praise you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Lord, I thank you for your people. May they walk away understanding their covenant of healing. May they walk in it all the days of their lives. I thank you they'll live, in, they'll live out the number of their days. And they'll live in peace. They'll live in wholeness. They'll live in forgiveness. They'll live in wealth and health. They'll live in, in your victory that you have won for your people. I thank you that sickness and disease is not part of our inheritance. I thank you that healing is. I thank you, Father, we partake of that which Jesus died to give us, that he bore our sickness and carried our pains. I thank you, Father, that the Father made him to be sick so that I can be well. Thank you, Father. Every sinus, every sinus infection, every diabetes, diabetes, I command you to go in Jesus' name. I curse you at the roots and command you to leave the people of God. I thank you, Father. I thank you even ear infections. I curse ear infections and command it to go in Jesus' name. Let the power of God flood in their physical body right now. Father, I thank you, Father. I praise you, Father. I, I speak to kidneys and I command kidneys to, to, to function according to the word of God. I, I thank you, Father. And I curse tumors. In Jesus' name, every tumor, I curse you in Jesus' name. I command you to leave the people of God right now in Jesus' name. Jesus' name. Headaches, I command headaches, migraine headaches. I command you to go in Jesus' name. If that's you, just say, I receive it now in Jesus' name. I receive it now. Thank you, Father. I praise you. I love you, Father. Father, I thank you for touching wounds, Father, even now, Father. Those who desire to have uh, babies and, and, and been having problems, I speak to what, that situation. I command uh, fruitfulness in Jesus' name. According to Deuteronomy 28, the blessing includes that, 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 that our, 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 wound, our seed will be blessed, Father. 
I thank you, Father. I praise you. Stomach issues I, I speak to in Jesus' name and command them to line up with the word of God. Thank you, Father. We praise you. High blood pressure, I command you to be normal in Jesus' name. I speak to blood, high blood pressure, I command you to be normal in Jesus' name. I thank you that there's a healing flow right now flowing in this building. In the name of Jesus, receive the healing, healing power of God into your body. In the name of Jesus, I thank you, Father. Cleansing the blood, I command blood to be cleansed in Jesus' name. And even arteries, I command arteries to, to be elastic and, and the way it function according to the, the will and the perfect plan of God. Galatians 3.13 is flowing in the bloodstream right now in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. We praise you. We glorify you. Thank you, Father. We praise you. The power of God is at work. If you, you have any kind of pain before you came in here, I want you to begin to move your arm and your hand or your legs or your back. I speak to back problems and I command back problems to line up with the word of God. Jesus bore our sicknesses and carried our pains in the name of Jesus. I curse this pain and command it to go in Jesus' name. In the name of Jesus, we thank you, Father. Jesus the healer is here. Lord, we receive Jesus the healer. We receive Christ the healer now. And the healer of the broken hearts. And we, we speak healing to the broken heart. Those who've been, uh, and their emotions have been torn. And I speak to your emotions. I command your emotions to line up with the word of God. Be complete in Christ. For you are complete in Christ. Spirit, soul, and body. Behold. From the crown of your head to the soles of your, your feet. For your physical body, for your, for your spiritual men, I speak to your soul. And I command your soul to receive the love of God. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Come on, let's give God praise for what he's doing. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I want to apologize for every minister who refused to preach this gospel of, of healing. Forgive us. We will do better. We're going to preach the full gospel and not just the forgiveness of sin. This belongs to you just as the forgiveness of sin. It is yours. It's your covenant right. Forgive the ministers and pray for them. Thank you, Father. The healing power of God will flow more accurately in the services, in services across this world, to willing vessels, through willing vessels. It is shall be. And there will be a revival of healing and miracles, signs and wonders. I'm believing God for it. I'm believing God to raise the dead. We don't see enough of that. I've been studying Smith Wigglesworth, who's documented like some 15 people raised from the dead. Well, why would you need to raise somebody from the dead if they die in your service? <laughs> if they die before time? What's the time? The young, you know, that, that, that's a reason to believe God. Amen? Amen. God bless you. Thank you for coming. And welcome my lovely wife.